Uh, great conversation as always to lead into our shows. I am your host, Jawan. Welcome to another week of Horror Movie Breakdown. Um, this week we will be talking about best horror movie kills. Um, also, we will be... Wow. I don't know why my, my words <laughs> get over each other. <laughs> that was really bad. Wow. Talk about a tongue twister. That wasn't even one. Poltergeist. Uh, right? <laughs> it's happening right now. <laughs> anyway, like I was trying to say, like a normal human being, um, our topics this week will be best horror movie kills, along with best guilty pleasure horror movie, and horror movies that you like but society hates. Um, so without further ado, allow me to introduce my other fellow panelists, starting with Chris. What's going on, Chris? Nothing much, man. I'm, I'm super excited about this podcast after last week. Uh, it, it feels weird not uh, hosting or, or, or running running shit, so to speak, but it's uh, it's definitely a fun time, and uh, I'm looking forward to giving my kill list. I think there's some classes on there and some surprises, and as always, I have a cold beer, so I am I am prepped. Yeah, don't worry about that, Chris. At some point, you will definitely be running these. Um, I, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it on you, so don't worry. Um, and also, one of the hardest working interviewers, writers, <laughs> podcasters, human beings on the entire planet. Tia, what's going on, Tia? I mean, in general, uh, like I feel like I'm a pretty hard person. Like you know, I'm I'm definitely uh, hardcore. You know, you said I was like one of the hardest people. So I was like, yeah, cool. I'm like hardcore. Not really. I probably couldn't survive in a horror movie at all. <laughs> I always think that, by the way. It's like I watch horror movies and I was like, yeah, like, or especially like zombie movies too. I'm like, I think I would just like sit down and give up. Like, I don't know if I would have the stamina to last in like anything scary, which is ironic. Like, Joan was like, hey, do you want to be on this uh, horror podcast? And I was like, I'm not really into like horror like everyone else, but now that I like looked up horror movies, I'm like I've seen a lot of these films, so I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah, no. <laughs> I for sure would die. Like you know the trope that like black people always die first in like horror movies. Like I die maybe within the first five seconds of like uh, the, the credits, like the opening credits. Like it, the opening credits would be of whatever the villain is killing me. You guys were like, damn, Juwan, you didn't even make it that long. I'm like, no, you're absolutely right. Like, that's how I would survive in, in a horror movie. I wouldn't. I would die but rather quickly. I'm also partaking in alcohol with bad intentions later on. So I, I might be the first to die. I might beat you to that. Well, isn't that like the old trope? Like if, if you drink, you die. If you do like anything bad, you die. Um, there was like a commentary on the Freddy versus Jason uh, movie where they're like, yeah, if you're if you do like anything pretty much except be like this goody two shoes like virgin or something, you're going to die in a horror movie. So it's basically a race for to see who dies first. Me and Juan. <laughs> <laughs> what we're getting at. Yeah. <laughs> I will say the one thing that always made me laugh was whatever the very last Final uh, Final Destination was. Not Final Fantasy, I'm sorry. Final Destination. Um, the black guy survived in that movie, right? And I remember leaning over to my dad and I was like, this is like history in the making. Like, we've made it. And then I remember right when I said that, like, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen the Final Destination, but right as I said that, 
like he dies the worst way possible. Oh no. <laughs> Worse than anybody else in that entire movie. And I was just like, you guys suck. Like whoever directed this, you suck. Whoever wrote this, you suck. Like, come on. He had to die the worst <laughs> out of everybody. Do you remember that movie, Chris? I do. And the first thing that comes to mind also for me is Night of the Living Dead because he's the heroic figure, right? Yeah. He saves all of these fucking people and then he walks out of the house and gets shot. And you're like, ah, oh, I thought that was going to be the one time. <laughs> Spoiler alert from this movie from <laughs> like, 40 yeah, years ago. Yeah, you've seen uh, the, the, the last Final Destination, right? I haven't seen any. No, wait, that's a lie. I saw the one Final Destination where like the woman gets like cooked in a tanning booth, and I think as like a teen, I said to myself, "Yeah, that's why I'm never getting in in one of those." Like I had friends who were like who went through one of those like phases during like the Jersey Shore years where it's like I'm gonna go get a tan. And I was like, "Did you see Final Destination?" No, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, he, um, all right, so this is a bit of a spoiler for you, T, and anyone listening, so if you guys want to take, like, a four-second, uh, break so you're not spoiled, uh, <laughs> by all means, go ahead. Um, but, like, so, there was, like, he was supposed to die, uh, he was supposed to die earlier, and it was kind of, like, like, remind me if I'm, if I'm incorrect here, Chris, but, like, he swapped it with, with, like, this old white dude, and, like, the white dude died instead, right? So, it was, like, all right, great, like, he's gonna make it to, like, the end of the movie. And then he's at the bar, like, celebrating that, like, yo, I made it. I didn't die. And then Tia, out of nowhere, like, this huge plane comes <laughs> and crashes into the bar. And it's like, what the hell was that? You guys couldn't just let it survive once. Like, why do you have to die like that? The executives behind that movie were sitting there and one, you know, there was like one person pitching going, you know, what if he survives? And they're like, no, 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 he can't survive. Just yeah. no, we yeah, have like, to kill him. I picture it right now to you, like one person, like the one black guy in that, in that writer's room was like, we should probably like keep him alive. Like it's something new. Like the guy was like, who said that? And like he stood up and he was like, get out, you're fired. Don't you ever say something stupid like that. He is going to die. And it was like, all right, how horribly is he going to die? Like, give me ideas. So it was like, what about a plane just landing right in the bar and killing him? You're getting a promotion. I like how you think. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Or, or, or it was like the exact opposite, and he's in the writing room for this movie, and the entire time is like, got to keep him alive, got to keep him alive. And they get to the very end, and they're like, all right, so what are we going to do? What are we going to do to finish this film? He's like, now he's got to die. <laughs> Everyone's just like, what? <laughs> That's your brilliant idea? Kill him? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> it's so edgy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I think the people will definitely sign off on that. I think the people will love it. It's like, yeah, no, you're wrong. I hated it. I was so angry. I don't think I've ever been that upset. Uh, <laughs> well, then uh, don't go back and watch Night of the Living Dead, like I said. <laughs> <Just also. laughs> Let me save all of these white people, then immediately get shot as soon as I walk outside. That's like, who thinks of these things? Like, come on, really? Like, be a little creative. <laughs> I remember, I do remember this tea. I was maybe like 12 years old. I do remember that was when I first started hearing like, oh, no, black people always die first in horror movies. And I remember saying like, that's so stupid. That's not even true. And then I remember like my dad started like really getting me into like horror movies. So I'm like watching these horror movies one after another after another. And I'm like, oh, my God, she died really quickly. Like he died really quickly. And I was like, maybe there is something to this. Like, Didn't they go- can't survive horror movies. 
Didn't they go over that in one of like the scary movies? Like, I feel like that was a thing, at least in like scary movie one or two. Like the actress was like, you know, there's only, oh God, she was, she says something along those lines, like black people always die in these movies or something like that. It's like, I remember that because that was like my introduction to that trope. And then I was like, oh, she's right. Yeah, that really is true. <laughs> yeah, the only horror movies, and they're not really horror movies, but they classify them as it. Uh, that black people survive. That's why they're uh, two of my favorites is Anaconda and Deep Blue Sea. Um, shout out to Ice Cube. No, no, no. It was either Ice Cube or J Lo that survived Anaconda. And shout out to LL Cool J for <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. I think um, Ice well, Ice Cube and J Lo both survive because they like that. in their in their contract they were like, yeah, we're not dying. <laughs> I'm pretty that's sure not gonna kill us. Yeah, like but, that's, that's not gonna happen. And then Deep Blue Sea. Spoiler alert for those who hadn't seen it. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson dies hard as fuck in that movie. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah, the, the way he died kind of made me go, well, if Samuel died that bad, how bad are they gonna kill LL Cool J? And then when he survived, I was like, phew, that was close because I don't think you could have could have topped how Samuel died. Um. But yeah, so huge shouts out to Ice Cube, J-Lo, and um, LL Cool J for breaking the curse. Uh, I'm sure someone's going to comment that there were horror movies that Black people survived in, and I'm sure there were. Um, But the majority, like the mainstream ones that people are so used to watching, it's like that's constant there. Yeah, none of the good ones. (laughs) <laughs> well, well i mean like even even in like a big movie like the shining one that's very very well like respected the hero in the book is uh the character played by scatman crothers and in the book he lives but in the movie they kill the shit out of him they're like nope he has to die <laughs> gotta <Yes>. die <laughs> yeah i can picture someone like but wait he lived in the book this is a movie okay? <laughs> we have a reputation to uphold he dies and the discussion um, so speaking of deaths in a horror movie, Chris, I'm going to start off with you. Uh, what are you putting on the list of best horror movie kills? So I have a, I have a couple, but I figure maybe we'll just switch on and off. Yeah, we'll switch one on and off. Okay. So my very first one is uh, Franklin in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And for those of you that haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Franklin is the handicapped brother who kind of is just bitchy and complaining the entire movie well the the main protagonist the the female character who makes it out at the very end of the film spoiler alert uh that's her brother and they're waiting for everyone to get back and they're beeping the car horn the car battery starting to go dead and he won't give her the flashlight to go in the woods so she just leaves and and franklin has this great line is like well now hold on sally wait a minute wait a minute sally and he's following her and he's she's like i can't push you franklin you're too fat and they're in the woods and then out of nowhere leatherface shows up and he's just like call chainsaw directly the handicapped guy (laughs) (laughs) and it's the entire build-up to that kill that makes it great and there's other great kills in this movie the 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 hanging hook is probably that or the mallet are probably people's favorite kills but for mine it was franklin because i was like you were really going to let your sister go out into the woods by herself and not give her a flashlight because you're just that scared and petrified. So you kind of deserve to get chopped in half. Um, <laughs> and also the way he's a Sally, wait a minute, is like one of my favorite things of all time. So that's what I have first on this list. Franklin gets murdered. I said Franklin goes for a ride in the woods. Hashtag Sally, wait a minute. 
uh, was how I wrote this in my notes. <laughs> I like that. Um, for mine, I'm going to go. Um, I changed mine up to you because I feel like somewhere in our list, me and you are going to have a, a similar one. Because one, this whole, one of these horror movies is definitely a shared favorite between me and you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go different. Um, I definitely put up there. I believe it was Jason X or Jason in space, or maybe Jason X was him in space. Um, it was the great. It was one of the greatest ways I've ever seen someone kill someone. Is when the two chicks were in like the dream scenario, or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. I've about this times. It is the it is the greatest kill ever. Is zipping them up in sleeping bags. And then hitting them <laughs> with each other till they die is like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Whoever wrote that does not get enough credit as a writer. Uh, that is cinema gold. Don't ever talk to me about Godfather, The Dark Knight. That <laughs> is gold. Okay? That right there is cinema gold. That's what I'm putting on the list. <laughs> Juwan, you, you know what the crazy you know what the crazy part about that is? Is it's a throwback to an earlier movie where he kills someone in a sleeping bag and it zooms in on a tree and the tree has a smiley face. Oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> so when they when they go back to it in Jason X, it's like the perfect amount of cheese. That one almost made my list just because I also love that kill scene, but that is a throwback to a previous trope in the uh, in the series, so that that actually might elevate it on my list as well. Like thumbs up on that pick. This is a great one. Oh, absolutely. As Tia, I talk about that almost every time Jason is mentioned, um, because I feel like in society no one talks about that enough. And I'm like, that is like so like that's golden. How are we not talking about this like every chance we get? It is legit the best thing ever. When I tell you guys, when I saw that movie. I legit, any sleepover I had, you hated me because I was trying my best to zip you up and slap you against the wall <laughs> or anything else I could find. And I couldn't. I was so weak. But I was trying. I was definitely trying. I, um, I, can't, I can't remember if it was three or four, but definitely if you love that, check out the original sleeping bag kill where he slaps this cat up against a tree and then it zooms in on the tree and there's just a bloody smiley face imprint, <laughs> which is... Which makes the Jason X kill even better, in my opinion. I, I'm glad you said that. I'm definitely checking it out after this. And I'm definitely, now it's on my list of things to do. Now I definitely want to look up the writer for Jason X and interview him and, and give him his his flowers. Like, that was one of the greatest written scenes ever. Um, but, Tia, yeah, I could talk about that scene for years. Um, what is one of your favorite kills in a horror movie? So I'm glad that you picked that one and not the one from Jason X that I was going to pick, which is the one where Jason takes some lady's face and like shoves it into some sort of like frozen dry ice sort of water and literally like crystallizes this girl's head and then just brings it out of the water and completely smashes it on like the counter next to the freaking thing. I thought that was like... 
I hated Jason X. I think it's like like someone was so high on whatever sort of drugs gives you that sort of idea. Like, let's take Jason Voorhees, but put him in space. It's like we can't ever judge the Fast and the Furious franchise for going into space because it's like they literally put a freaking like heart slasher movie. I like uh icon whatever symbol whatever up in space in the future and and then cloned him whatever but the two things that jason x gave us was the uh sleepover sleeping bag scene and the scene where some lady like completely got her like that girl's face cracked up as if you took some like a tray of ice cubes and we're breaking it in order to like release the ice cubes from the tray. That's how her freaking face broke. And I just thought it was hilarious. I will say the one compliment I'll give, cause albeit, let, let's be completely honest. That movie was God awful. But to me, um, you just have to be entertaining enough to be good enough for me. Like you don't have to be an award winning, just be entertaining. And that movie was very much that. Um, but I will say, Jason had nowhere else to go but, like, extremely ridiculous. Um, Fast and Furious hit that, like, a while ago. Um, when you crash two cars head-on and both the people get out of the car, it's like, okay, space isn't what would make this, this any more ridiculous. Like, you're already there. Um, but, yeah, no, that was hilarious, Tia. That, that whole movie had kills that were just, like, you guys were definitely on something like it, it's definitely something that doesn't exist anymore those drugs don't exist <laughs> oh no they were definitely on um god what what are the drugs that they're on the whole movie in wolf of wall street that don't exist anymore quaaludes, quaaludes? Yeah, they yeah. were definitely on quaaludes that's why you don't see that shit anymore because <laughs> they literally ran out of quaaludes <laughs> I, I can't wait till the Criterion release where it says Geek Vibes Live quote and it's like the whole movie they were on Space Quaaludes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to think to think like to write something like that you had to have been on like some all time all time drugs. Like, Yeah I just don't know how you do that sober. Like I have no idea how you do that sober. No way I, I think... Go ahead Chris. You just watch all the Jason movies and you're like, well, fuck, we'll put him in space and <laughs> get drunk and see what happens, I guess. I mean, the funniest thing about Jason going to space is I 100% would have seen Freddy going there first. Like, the fact that Jason made it there first. Oh, like yeah, you don't give, like, the one slasher character with an actual personality and the ability to speak into space, but you put, like, lump Jason Voorhees up there. It don't make sense. No, not at all. But I can just picture like, <laughs> like the writers' room where like uh like the studio that they're selling it to is like this is ridiculous. And it's like, is anyone here sober? And it's like we're all sober. No, no way. No, no, no way. No way. Well, I mean, the plot line is they're trying to make a super unkillable soldier, right, for the space wars. Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to give him a little bit of credit for going outside of the box. I'm not going to totally dump on this movie like you guys. Oh, but it's fun. It's so fun, Chris, just completely dumping on this freaking movie. Here's the thing, though, Chris. I dump on it, but I swear to you, I would suggest this movie to every living soul around the world. It's that much fun. Um, but if you're watching it thinking like, oh, it's going to be like this, such, such a good movie. 
No, that's not why you watch this. You watch it because you will laugh harder than you've ever laughed in life. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a lot like, uh, you know, Freddy versus Jason. And uh, I mean, there's so many, right? Uh, the same oh, Dracula, Dracula oh, 2000. Remember when they just put 2000 after everything for a while? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like that made sense, you know? <laughs> There's a lot worse, at least in this one, you know, it still had a better concept than most of the later Terminator movies. So there's that. That's a really good point. I, I That's one movie, whatever one uh, Daenerys was in is the one Terminator that I would, I wouldn't even wish on my worst enemy. <laughs> Someone was like, you got to pick a movie for like your worst enemy to watch nonstop. I wouldn't even, I would say, you know what? You don't even deserve that. Like, I, I can't do that to you. I'm making Jason X. <laughs> you know what's you know what's bad when you're like the Jason X plot line made more sense. Yeah, it, it honestly did. I remember leaving that movie going, damn, can she not act? Like maybe I was maybe Game of Thrones is like the ultimate buffer for actors. Like the story is so good, it kind of nulls out like if you're bad at acting. I was like, God, she's so awful. Um, but to be fair, wait, wait, Tia, wasn't your guy Jai Courtney in that movie too? Whoever said that that was my guy? I just liked him as Captain Boomerang. Don't be putting words in my mouth. Oh, okay. I'm putting Jai Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wish Dan was on right now. He, like, hates Jai Courtney. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, if that's the movie where he started it, I couldn't argue with him. Uh, but, but, Chris, I'll go back to you. What else are you putting on the list? We talked about this one a little bit of a, a little bit last week, so I got to throw it in there. Psycho shower scene, the the movie that oh, made classic. me that made me take a shower with the curtains open <laughs> for like two years. It's terrifying. It's classic. It's it's great cinematography. The blood running down the drain. I actually watched it. It was on AMC last night, so it's fresh in my memory. Uh, it's just great. The the music, the vamp to the kill, and the cleanup afterwards where he's like, oh, mother, <laughs> even though it's just him. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert from this movie from 1960. Uh, <laughs> I haven't gotten around to it yet. <laughs> it's uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. One of my favorites of all time and, and definitely one that stuck with me when I watched this as an eight or nine-year-old. Yeah, no, that, that was definitely one. You know what? You know what I always hated? I always hated horror movies that played off of like a child's fear. Like, usually kids aren't that keen on, on showers and stuff. So it's like, already you don't want to be there. Now you're making me terrified of going in there. Kids already are terrified of the dark. Now you're going to have horror movies where people creep up in the dark, in your closet, under your bed. Um, that's one thing horror movies since the beginning of time have done a great job with. It's like, what scares people? Let me enhance that fear a little bit for you. And it's like, no, you, you don't have to do that. I'm, I'm scared enough. Um, yeah, that, that coupled with it in the red bubble balloon coming up out of the sink and bursting with blood or the shower scenes in, in that film. And then uh, The Shining, when I started staying in hotels, is like uh, when I was traveling for work and stuff in my early 20s, I'm like, man. I hate Stephen King so much, and I also hate <laughs> Psycho so much. Damn it, Stephen and Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah, they did not do a good job of making childhood any any easier. Um, I, I was maybe the only kid that was like, Ronald McDonald? No, I've seen it. Like, no, thank you. I, I know what he's going to try to do. Um, but no, really, really, really good pick. 
uh, I was thinking about putting it on there, but I felt like in my soul someone was going to have it. So I was like, ah, I'll leave it off. Um, great pick. My second pick, uh, Tia, I'm taking it from our shared favorite comedy horror movie, which is Freddy vs. Jason. Um, were you going to go there next? No, no, but I mean, there's so many great kills, so it's okay. <laughs> um, I will forever. And maybe it's just Jason. Maybe it's just something about writing for Jason that like has to like has to, you know, be kind of tied off with like a hilarious kill. The idea that he closed up a guy into a mattress is like the <laughs> shit ever. And I remember seeing that everybody in the theater was like, ooh, and I was just dying laughing. They were looking at me like I was a psycho. But I'm like, How is this not funny to anybody else? Like who thinks of that? Who thinks of like this bed fold? I'm gonna fold the shit out of this guy right now. Like who thinks of that? Like to me, that is all time, all time hilarious. Um, so I'm definitely putting up there Jason closing up uh, a dude in the bed. That shit was really great. Like I remember when I first saw that, it's like he's getting stabbed at first, right? Which is already horrifying. And then he literally just folds the thing as if he's like folding a book back up. And it's like I forget I think uh Frey versus Jason came out like what, two thousand and three. I was about thirteen, right? And it's like thirteen old me definitely was like, Oh my god and like I should like turned my head, but then uh, upon like all my rewatches, it's like you can't like look away. It's just so crazy. It's so it, it's so funny. It, it's so funny that like nothing about that movie makes me kinda wanna go. Ooh, that was just too much. Maybe at the time, I won't lie. At the time, it probably scared the hell out of me. Uh, some of those kills, but that one, that one was so funny to me. Um, I maybe needed therapy, but anyway, uh, Tia, what kill are you putting up? What other kill are you putting on this list? So this scene, I'm sure, wasn't supposed to be funny at all, but I. died laughing when it happened like my boyfriend and i were watching this movie and when it happened i just started laughing and then i was like oh i don't think i was supposed to laugh um and it's in hereditary when the kid is driving and his uh sister pokes her head out and completely gets decapitated by a pole I think my mind was just so used to like in comedy movies when like, you know, someone's head hits a pole and they're perfectly fine. I just was laughing. And then I was like, oh, my God, her head completely went off. And it's like, I know that's not necessarily like a kill because it's like technically the pole, like, you know, the I mean, the pole killed the kid. So, you know what? It's a kill. All right. It's a death. It's a kill. I thought it was hilarious. I couldn't help myself from fucking cracking up and. To me, it was really unexpected because it's like all the trailers I saw of Hereditary all focused around the kids. So I expect this kid to be like one of the main characters throughout the entire film and to see like her completely get her head lobbed off. I don't like maybe I need help, (laughs) but I thought in the context of it and how it happened, I just started laughing, which is like, so I should not be laughing at this scene, but I thought it was hilarious and I thought it was very shocking. And it's like when you can have in a horror movie, something not be predictable. I think that's when a horror movie exceeds the most. So I, I had this on my list as well at number five. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. 
no, you're good. So I want to talk about it. I was the same mindset as you because she hung her head out that window way too ass long. <laughs> like, yeah. way long. Uh, I think they recovered from it nicely by zooming in on the head with like the flies and everything mm -hmm. the next day with the crime scene. Yeah. Uh, so I, as far as modern things go, I think that was like, was pretty awesome as far as a kill. I, I would consider that a kill. Yeah. Like you can say technically the brother killed her, um, you know, with his like half-ass driving. So, you know, there you go. Yeah. And then, well, can we get, are we going to give spoilers for a 2018 movie or just let it go? Oh, I th I assume that like anytime we do a podcast, it's spoilers. Um, so people should just know this. <laughs> so, so the answer was the devil. <laughs> the devil did it. There you go. That's how <laughs> the devil did it. They take this really good movie and then they just wrap it up in witchcraft within like 10 minutes of the film and kill the fucking movie, in my opinion. And I, I think uh, Ari Aster is a great director, but man, that fuck, they wrap that ending up very, very quickly. I thought that ending was so weird. Like, I watched the movie and in general, I was like, the movie's good. Like, I know that a lot of people really liked it. People thought that Tony Collette should have um, at least gotten like nominated or won an award. And I thought it was fine. And then that ending was just like what the fuck was that um the ending was very strange it was like witchcraft there you go they just roll up to a tree house and it was like it was all about the demons the devil and the witchcraft that's how it's like they <laughs> i don't know like how many writers there are out there who listen to this podcast but it's like it's when you have this big story and you really like it and you're like i have no idea how to end it i'm just gonna write one paragraph wrapping everything up it's fine yeah and i wonder if it's a budget thing or i mean like, this this happens in wrestling a lot where it's like we got three minutes left so we gotta wrap the shit up <laughs> <laughs> and it gets rushed but that's how the film felt which is uh that's that's one of the reasons it, it didn't make my list of uh, modern horn classics when we we're talking about the past 10 years because i otherwise i thought it was a pretty good film and Ari Aster has done some good stuff, but yeah, that's uh, the ending. The ending was a little <laughs> shitty. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, and it's funny because, see, you're like, you don't know if, if, if it's wrong that, that you're laughing at that. Can I tell you, every year my family watches A Christmas Story. I love that movie, by the way. We do the same thing. We watch it every year. The, the first time I saw that movie... I was the, I remember sitting, we were sitting around the tree, we were watching it, and I remember going, how funny would it be if, like, when he went to go, like, pull back, like, his <laughs> tongue came off, and, like, the whole <laughs> got quiet and stared at me, and was just like, what is wrong with this kid? And, like, it was from that moment, I was just like, oh, okay. I keep those thoughts in my head, like, I think it's better if I just think those things. Can I give you a small little, like, uh, uh, fun fact there? I was watching this whole special on the Christmas story and the way that they achieved that scene was that there was a little hole on the pole that had like a little like vacuum like sucking in so that like his tongue was like stuck quote unquote um, until they like shut the little vacuum thing off. That's crazy. Um, I, I mean, it makes I'm, I'm glad you said that because ever since I was a kid, I was just like, man. You know how much money you would have had to pay me to, to get me to get my tongue stuck on that damn pole? Uh, <laughs> I wonder if anyone's, like, actually done that. Like, have you guys done that? No. 
I mean, I saw it and he couldn't move. I was like, no way in hell I want to do that. Chris, Chris is being quiet. Chris nah, is being it's, quiet. It's, no. never, it, it's never cold enough here in Georgia for that to, to achieve that. Ah. Um, and by the time I moved up to New Jersey, there was <laughs> – I was grown enough to know not to stick your finger to something <laughs> – like a flagpole (laughs) the germs by the way it's so so not covid uh friendly (laughs) i was gonna say for you tia the the worst of the worst new york of all places to to put any part of your body on anything public it's like yeah oh please i have a friend who has like a kid's sister and there was one time we were like at um a track like a you know running track and she like brought her like sister along her sister was like literally licking her hand and like licking like a rail and then licking her hand again and i was like shouldn't you like stop that and she's like nah it's fine she'll she'll build up her immune system <laughs> yeah no her body was going um you keep this up we're gonna shut down like this what are, what are you doing <laughs> like, this is crazy um what, what wait hold on let's dial this back because it's like doesn't that mean you take your kid home to your house with like the rest of your family and friends possibly in which this could be all right never mind that's a horror movie in itself <laughs> wait like like the kid getting like sick or something is that what you're saying well yeah. no just the germs passing around oh. basically <laughs> basically let her kid become patient zero like this is- <laughs> i i didn't know how to explain it and it's like one of those things where it's like it's not your kid's sister so it's like well you guys do you you know um i, I feel like she shouldn't be doing that but i'm not gonna say anything and, so yeah and i do want to point out to ever do something like that and then <laughs> and then qualify it by saying the immune system will take care of it is never a good way to approach anything Yes. Um, yeah. Don't don't do this around me. <laughs> yeah, that's, like I, I can't just go start licking like all kinds of nasty stuff and go, ah, my body will fight it off. Like, no, that's that's not usually how a body works. Um, but try it if you want. Anyway, um, welcoming Dan. What's going on, Dan? Dan, you're on mute. Hey everyone, how you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you, Dan? We Good. Talking, Thank um, you for having me. Absolutely, man. We were talking great horror movie kills. We had Psycho shower scene. We had Jason X sleeping bag. We had uh, T. I think just put Hereditary um, head out the window, hold decapitating. Um, I remember I did Jason X also with the head getting smashed on the counter. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I had. had- Freddy vs. Jason closed up in a bed. And Chris, what was your other one? I had Franklin uh, going for a ride in the woods in his wheelchair. Got you. That's right. That's right. That's right. That was the first one. Um, so we've done two. Two each, I believe. I think we were going around for our third. Uh, do you got two you want to put up, Dan, for uh, your favorite uh, horror movie kills? I have one off the top of my head right now <clears throat> uh, from Day of the Dead. The army sergeant being ripped in half by the zombies after he opens the elevator door uh it's one of the most gruesome things i've ever seen they rip him in half and then he's still alive and then they rip open they they rip his head from his body as he's screaming like the, the voice pitch changes so it's pretty graphic i if you haven't seen day of the dead 
there's some good kills in that one. That, uh, but that one is definitely my favorite kill. Uh, I, I don't have a second one at the moment. I got to think about it. But if you come around, I'm, I'm sure I could, I could come up with something. Yeah, no, that was a really good one. Uh, Day of the Dead is something that I definitely want to go back to. Um, there's a lot of horror movies that, you know, it's weird. I watch horror movies year round, right? And then mm-hmm. I get to October, and I always find myself December first, like shit. I didn't watch not one horror movie. Not not December. I'm sorry, November first. Like I didn't watch not one horror movie in October. Um, so I've been trying a lot harder this year. So Day of the Dead, I think we'll throw on this weekend um, to revisit it. Really did like that movie. Um, Chris, while Dan's thinking, I'm gonna go to you. You want to throw another one on here, Chris? Sure, I have episode one, season one, from Wolf Creek, the TV series, where he murders an entire family in, like, less than one minute that really sets the tone for the entire show. He he saves a child from getting eaten by an alligator, only to murder them all at a campsite, and he just shoots the mom out of nowhere (laughs) mid-conversation. And it really sets the tone for the entire show. Not sure if there's a lot of Wolf Creek fans out there, but I wanted to give it a shout out because that's like one of the most jarring things I've seen in the TV show. And I love the Wolf Creek series. So I had that on my list as one of the, well, I best kill sequences. Cause like I said, pretty much everyone dies in the next like three minutes at the beginning of the show. <laughs> um, I don't remember that. I might have to put that on my list for this weekend too. Uh, Wolf Creek, you said, right? Correct. There's uh, two films in uh, two seasons of the TV series, which is on Shutter, and the third film coming out in 2022, I believe. That sounds good to me. I'll throw that. I'm putting it in my notes now. See, have you heard of Wolf Creek? Um, no, I I haven't. What was that on? I'm sorry if you had said Shutter. that, Chris. I believe Chris said Shutter. Oh, uh, I keep seeing all these ads for Shutter, and I mean, is it is it free though, or do you have to like pay for that? I believe, for it. yeah, I believe Shutter is a paid subscription, but it has some uh, good shows on it for sure, and some some decent movies here and there uh, thrown on, especially if you like '80s classic, like B horror movies. Uh, mm-hmm. But specifically, Wolf Creek. Like, watch the first two movies. The I I think that first season of the show might be better than both of the movies, but the character Mick, uh, he's a crazy Australian guy that just murders people, and it's kind of based on real crime stories in australia that's kind of how they build his storyline so there's some interesting stuff there for sure i would put him in my list of like top five favorite horror villains or monsters so to speak so i I would throw him up there so definitely check it out if you haven't i'm gonna get some flack for this but um because i have cable i would definitely say i would prefer if sci-fi like made it out of here and Shudder replaced it. Um, just so, I mean, you know, everyone always kind of thinks like horror movies or Christmas movies or something that has to be specifically seasonal. That's never true. Um, like, to me, I, I wouldn't mind watching a horror movie in like August. Like, yeah, give me a channel that's just nothing but horror. Um, like, sci-fi at this point keeps canceling all the shows that I like and giving me like face tattoo shows and shit and i'm like all right so you're clearly on your way out um like just replace yourself with something that like is worth is worth a damn like you mean you don't want to watch like the fifth sharknado on sci-fi 
Tia, when I tell you, a lot of people tell me all the time, like, Juwan, it's just like a guilty pleasure, like, watch Sharknado. I'm like, I will never in my life give any credence to that that film, any of them, ever, ever. I don't even want any of my, my ad dollars going towards that. I'll never watch it. I, I, I'm good. I'm good. If you're going to watch any of those movies from the sci-fi, watch Jersey Shore Shark Attack, in which they do a Jersey Shore uh, gimmick. Wait, is it with like Snooki and shit like that? (laughs) Kind of. They have like a fake Jersey Shore cast, and uh, it has some of the greatest lines of all times. Like, I knew that kid, Jimmy. We grew up together. There's no way he could have drowned it. And also, it has Joey Fatone. Uh, in it and he has a really great death a very cgi funny death i would recommend checking that particular one out the funniest thing i've I've always laughed at is a lot of people that aren't from new jersey or new york really do have like this preconceived notion of what we sound like and i always tell people this i grew up in virginia i've never met someone that was just like the hay hanging out of their mouth overall and just overtly country. Never met anyone like that a day in my life in Virginia. Came back to New Jersey. All the ways that they think people sound like in New Jersey, never once heard it ever in my life. Um, and Tia, I would have to imagine, I, I, would, I would ask you, like, how people perceive New York. Oh, my God. Like, like anyone... Anyone who's in, like, and this is no shade to anyone in the South, okay? Um, But, like, Brittany lives in Arkansas, and I go down there. And, first of all, people think automatically when you say you live in New York that you live in New York City. And it's like, there's a whole other state besides New York City. Like, they don't even know that, like, New York City isn't the capital of New York. And I remember one time... I went down and one of her family members asked me if uh, my life was like Gilmore Girls. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, that is not how it is at all. Like, people have such a perception of what New York is. It's really crazy. Which, I mean, like, I definitely had my perceptions of the South before I went down to the South. So I guess that's just like natural. But I I will tell you, because slightly when they're like oh you live in new york city that's it's like no i couldn't afford to live there what are you talking about (laughs) well i mean you you have to you have to give give people a little bit of a break because everyone that's from new york claims like the yankees and everything about new york city constantly for the most part so that's the that's the predisposition you're gonna well i will say that like you know, we are very, we are very proud. Like I'm not even a sports fan, but it's like, I know if the Yankees are playing and something, yeah, like I'm, I'm rooting for the Yankees, obviously. Um, but what you know, calls it, I think that the only time I get like super like state proud is, you know, when you're like in Boston, because <laughs> New York and Boston have like this really funny like rivalry, which I've been to Boston, by the way, and it's a gorgeous city. But I one time went and like, this one guy was like, Oh, where are you from? And it's like New York. And he's like, Psh, I hate New York. And it's like, well, I hate you, Mr. Boston person. Get the hell away from me. <laughs> I can just picture it to you saying Mr. Boston. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened it just it just happens to be matt damon and ben affleck (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately 
I could see Thea cursing out Matt Damon and then going home and going, oh shit, was that Matt Damon that I No, Matt, see, Matt Damon's never done any, like, Matt Damon's cool. If it was Ben Affleck, I'd be like, get out of here. But, uh, all right, Thea, all right. Um, I was going to say, though, like, I'm a big wuss in real life. Like, I wouldn't say those things. He said it, and I kind of just, like, walked away at that point. I'm super, per- I like to think I'm, su- let me not toot my own horn. I like to think I'm super personal, like, over the phone but like in person yeah I, I definitely become that person that like lets you cut the line in front of me yeah yeah so Jawan, if you want to uh see some straw hats and uh, crazy <laughs> very southern people make your way down to atlanta we'll take a trip to my hometown of hall county and uh <laughs> I'll, I'll get i'll get you there bud <laughs> yeah no I, I i do have to say to you before we move on what we do when we do these podcasts, people have to understand that's not necessarily who we are. I'm personally not a people person. Um, I don't generally like people, um, but I seem so personable when I do these. So it's like, oh, I'm going to go up to Juwan and like introduce myself. And realistically, I don't want you to ever feel comfortable enough to do that around me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't like people. So it's like, don't ever do that. Like, it'll make me super uncomfortable. Um, I will say really quick, I'm sorry before you move on. I know like we've spent a lot of time with this, but I am like a huge talker. Like I, every time I go into the freaking like coffee shop near my house, I will spend like a half hour in there just talking to them. They probably want to like kick me out most of the time, but like I'm a huge talker. So it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a talker once I get to know you but outside of that. No, not really. Um, <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, please stay far away from me. Uh, Dan, did you think of another one? I did. I thought of two that I thought were pretty good. Uh, my next one was from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And it was all the kids having their faces melted in the Halloween co- uh, the Halloween masks. <laughs> uh, because you never really see kids die. And I think you need more of that in horror movies. <laughs> That's so sadistic. To Dan's point, to Dan's point, all of us in life have come across a kid that we just wanted to like punt fifty yards. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I don't necessarily need to see like the kid's head explode, but if I could punt some of these bad kids fifty yards like through a field goal post, I would a hundred percent do it. So to see their faces melt is like that's very, very, very low compared to like what some of these kids make me think. Like, oh man, if like I could just serve you up to Freddy Krueger right now, like I really hate you. So um, sometimes, sometimes Carpenter gets there, and uh, specifically the first Halloween DVD. If you had it on DVD, the old school one, there was a a. Uh, Easter egg code you could put in where Michael Myers kills everything, including the dog. Really? Yes. So look. That's crossing the line, Chris. That's crossing the line. (laughs) The kids are fine. The dog, though. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. I'm I'm with you, Tia. I don't mind kids. You could slaughter them in droves. Just leave the the animals alone. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) We could replace kids. Fine. I can see Dan running up like. Oh, you here to save the kid? No, I thought you were gonna take that dog out. Like I got nervous. Well, I mean, like to be fair, like 
the human population is too much as it is so it's like you know even the odds a little but like you know dogs like dogs (laughs) i I just too many dogs exactly (laughs) i remember that being like a huge deal when they released halloween on dvd they're like man there's a very dark easter egg on this if you and it was like a button control on your uh dvd remotes it was almost like unlocking a konami code in a video game or something (laughs) and then you get this the secret ending where he kills everything including the dog and you're just like oh well they did that Here's, here's the reason why i back you saying that uh dan they don't ever mind having horror movies where the kid kills people, but we can't kill kids. It's like, wait a minute, hold on, right. hold on a second, hold yeah, on. Fair is fair. Yeah, first, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this right now. If your kid comes to me sounding anything like Damon or Damien, whatever that that de- uh, that demon kid is, if he yeah. comes to me spouting any of that craziness, I'm taking three knives, eight feet, like whatever I can to take that kid out. I'm just letting you parents know. <laughs> Shit's not funny to me. Don't don't, don't have your kid coming here <laughs> all demonic. I, I I don't think that's funny. This is it's a little bit off of a, a off off topic, but have you noticed they've started killing animals more in film? In yeah. The, in the more recent years, the past like three or four years, they've really started to play on that the people's love of animals to make like get the horror bad guy over mm-hmm. as yeah. like an ultra evil person. Yeah, and and Peter's nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found is, is, is PETA. But yeah, no, they definitely have been hiking it up a bit. I, I do think today's society is way too sensitive to have a movie where even one kid dies. I mean, the kid could just drop off camera and like you'll have parents around the world like, no, 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 no. We don't like it. Well, they technically, though, killed a kid in Hereditary. That was only two years ago. Yeah. But it's not that common. It's it's not that common. It happens. It's just not that common. So what you're saying is we need to start a petition. Kill more kids in horror movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can we get a can we get a kill the kids cut? You know, so that cut? give us a kill the kids cut. That's what happens in Zack Snyder's uh, <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> All the heroes turn into the boys and they just start murdering kids. Well, they, they actually show um, Jason Todd as a kid getting killed. Like, that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, Zack definitely should have done that. Come on, bring out the crowbar, bring out Joker. Give us more kids. That, that, the origin story of Freddy Krueger is going to get very, very fucking dark really quick, if that's the case. <laughs> It's like it's like Freddy Krueger's like, wait, 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 how dark are we getting? Because I can get pretty dark. It's like, no, Freddy, not you dark. <laughs> we need you dark. That's okay. We need like it dark, not not you dark. Um, Dan, what was your second one? Uh, it was funny that you brought up the Omen because my third pick was the maid hanging herself from the third story uh, window uh, at the at Damien's party. Yes. Uh, not gruesome and you know not gory, but still very jarring because up until that moment, you know nothing really bad is happening. It's it's a pretty slow story, and then all of a sudden she you know this is for you, Damien, and hangs herself, and it's pretty it's pretty freaky to see that happen. And then the, the kids, Damien's reaction is just you know nonchalant, like oh okay cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I thought that. Again, it's not it's not gory in it by any means, but it's just it comes out of nowhere and it 
it stays with you. And that has, that movie has a couple of good kills. Uh, the the priest being run through by the uh, the weather vane. Uh, there's a decapitation, I believe, at one point. But yeah, I, I I like that because you're not expecting it. Whenever I think of the Omen, I always think of like being <laughs> going back after like uh, summer break. What did you do during your summer break? Well, I don't know. I kind of, you know, hypnotized my maid into killing herself for me. You know, you know the typical. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Yeah, you know, it happens all the time. You know, right. you do it to you. <laughs> like, that, it is crazy. That particular scene is shot so well that it was on my cut of things to put up there. It's just shot very, very well. And I uh, also really dug that show. I wish they would have continued forward with it. I guess it didn't get enough views where you have adult Damien or, or, or the character from The Omen. Um, it's very unfortunate. But yeah, there's a lot of good kills in that movie. It's great. I love the soundtrack, too. So it's a good one. Yeah, it, it's very much slept on. And, and I think The Omen, because it, it's, I think The Omen has had so many um, things close to it, like The Orphan was somewhat close to it, um, that people kind of like have kind of been desensitized to the idea of that um but those movies were classic and i would love a new take on the omen um you know and whether it's in series form or whether it's in movie form um i'd be very excited to see more from that from that universe um but we just see too many horror movies with kids now so it's nothing truly special so whoever would whoever does it they have to really do something different um but all right uh chris i'll let you and tia give one more if you guys want before we move on to um uh, our, our last two topics did i uh say chestburster from alien 1979 no but i'm glad you did because if you didn't it was on my list to go up next so. <laughs> okay so the first time i saw that as a child uh it terrified the absolute shit out of me and then now I can't watch Ancient Aliens without being scared. Something's going to burst out of my chest while <laughs> I'm still terrified. It's a great scene. I have all of the little, uh, the 1970s, what is it, the Nikos, the brand that makes the little plastic characters of all the figures from Alien. Absolutely love that film. Still terrifies me. And it's just such a great scene watching it bubble up out of his chest until it finally pops out with this little baby head uh it's it's still great it's still great and um i the other one i would have would be i was tied with that and the thing um but i feel like the thing may be on someone else's list but it, it's it was fucking phenomenal love chess buster yeah it was one of those things to where it was just like if guys at any point in life were like like if guys in that movie not like guys in the real world if guys in that movie were ever like man giving birth isn't that difficult and the next thing you know you're like what is happening to my body <laughs> like what's going on and then something just bursts out of you it'd be like oh yeah not so funny huh um but yeah that was definitely high on my list only because believe it or not chris i saw alien one and two three years ago um and i think it was after um what was that movie? Prometheus. It was after Prometheus that I went back and watched them. Um, and I was just like, these movies are fucking crazy. Like, oh my God. 
Uh, and my cousin was like, have you never seen these? I was like, a lot of classics slipped by me. Ever. <clears throat> um, but I remember saying, I loved it. I loved how well they did it. And just bursting out of somebody's chest is the most devastating thing to watch. Because it has to be unimaginable pain that you go through for that that monster to pop out of your chest. Ridley Scott thinking of that, bravo to him. Like that, it takes a very weird mind to think of something like that. Um, I, I will say there's a great throwback in the Leprechaun series, which you love so much. Yeah, where the guy gets three wishes and he wishes for a, the the gold, <laughs> and he gets impregnated with the gold, and it's basically the chest burster scene, <laughs> and he yes. gives birth out of his abdomen. I will always say there is no better scene in the Leprechaun series than Jennifer Aniston talking on the phone and him putting his little Leprechaun fingers through the phone. Um, that will forever be the most creepiest, funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, I'm sorry, guys. Every horror episode, I might talk about the Leprechaun. It's so slept on. It's so good. Um, but Tia, uh, was there another one you wanted to add before we moved on? So I'm going to cheat because I had three scenes. So I'm just going to list them off really quickly. It's um, Killian Murphy's character uh, killing all those like soldier guys in 28 Days Later because I just thought that that was a really good killing sequence. Um, Johnny Depp in the first Nightmare on Elm Street getting sucked through the bed and a mountain of like blood getting drenched into the room I feel like is classic. And Paris Hilton getting killed in House of Wax with a freaking, like, spear through her freaking head. I always, like, always stuck with me when I watched it when I was younger. So, yeah, I'm cheating a little and throwing out three because why not? (laughs) Yeah, no, um, those are all some really good kills. I I think that Johnny Depp one is, like, one of the most iconic because um, it was just so much blood. It was just like, <laughs> so much. a human has that much blood in their body. Like, where'd you get all that blood? Um, definitely iconic, for sure. Dan, is there one more you wanted to throw out before we move on? Oh, man, the, the blood geyser one's really good. Uh, Johnny Depp, that's a good one. Uh, let's see, going through the, the iconic slasher movies, trying to the the thing had a few good ones. Oh, there's a uh, trying to think what what's the movie called? Creep Show has a pretty good death scene with the creature from the in the box out in, or in the crate. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Mm-mm. Yeah, there's this uh, there's this like abominable snowman or some like yeti creature in a in a crate and. The dean of a school is trying to get rid of his wife's mistress or something along those lines. And he leads the guy into the crate and it just, it slashes his face open. Uh, that's a really good one. Oh, I got it. I, we just watched this movie and we reviewed it for, they called this a movie. It's uh, from beyond. Uh, and it's Ken Foray's character being dissolved into nothing but his skeleton. That's a really good one. I think that might have been my favorite of the year so far. Okay. That's so horrifying. Yeah, it's wild. It's, he's like partially digested, and you can see his like his legs and part of his arm are all skeleton. 
and but his like face and other arm are not, and it's pretty freaky. It's really good effects. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to our, our last two topics. Um, best guilty pleasure horror movie. Chris, I'll start with you. Oh man, uh, skip me. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> my because my because my B side is kind of the same, so I want to make sure I get them in line. Okay, fair enough. Dan, I'll start with you. Best guilty pleasure horror movie? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I am a big fan. Uh, we, all of us at uh, the main Damie are big fans of Halloween 3. We we are of the mindset that it's the best uh, sequel of the Halloween series. And I know a lot of people don't think that. Um, oh, man, that's I mean, they're all guilty pleasures, really, because they're all pretty bad. <laughs> uh, Night of the Creeps is really good. I like that movie. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I need I need a few minutes myself to really think of a guilty guilty pleasure. Night of the Demons, I love that movie, just because there's a lot of uh, nudity and just like punk rock <laughs> oh <laughs> all right got it uh return of the living dead is my guilty pleasure one that one okay. is so sleazy and so over the top i think that might be my favorite all right i like it i like it i have i have two because i couldn't choose between them and no it's not leprechaun mm. uh, for anyone out there um but it is a very 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 guilty pleasure <laughs> Um, I'm going with two movies that I think don't get talked about enough that were really, really, really well done, and the acting I thought was superb. Um, I'm going uh, The Strangers, the 2008 release, um, Liv Tyler, Scott Speedman. Scott Speedman, who, like, I thought was a really good actor and then just disappeared, and then I was just like, wait, what? (laughs) Where did Scott go? Um, but The Strangers was so well done. Um, and it wasn't your your typical, I'm going to just stab people to death. It was more um, thriller-based. And I think it was also loosely based off of a true story. Um, really, 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 really loved this project. Don't know why they did a follow-up. Didn't need it. it the first one was gold. Um, and the second one I'm putting up is The Crazies. I thought The Crazies was really, really well done. Um, and it doesn't get talked about enough. Maybe it's because people just really didn't like it, which is very possible. Um, but I loved it. I I, I loved the crazies. Um, I thought it was well shot. I thought the idea of it was was pretty good. And I thought the execution was really good. Um, so I'm going the strangers and the crazies. Uh, Tia, um, where are you going? Um, I mean, I'm gonna. <clears throat> put freddy versus jason like that's my biggest guilty pleasure when it comes to a horror movie i just think it's like the best shit ever um i used to watch that all the time when i got the dvd back when i was like a teenager and you and i Juan, have even done a review on freddy versus jason i just think that shit is like so entertaining it has some really great kills in it some really great dialogue from freddy it totally um like falls into the trope of you know the as i said before the innocent virgin and all of her 
her, you know, bad influence friends getting killed off, you know, and all that. But I just thought it was really freaking good. I love Freddy versus Jason. I would even say, um, I mean, you know, T, it's, it's, it's high on my list. Um, I, that is one of the things to where I'm like, I don't care what nobody says. I have a blast watching Freddy vs. Jason. Um, it's just, it's it's fun. And honestly, it's the best version of those two characters, in my opinion. Uh, I think them being more so campy and funny is the best way to go with those two characters. Um, that's why I think it worked as, as well as it did. Um, but again, that's me being biased. because I freaking Well, and as you said, like, for me, like Freddy vs. Jason, I think I saw that movie first and then went back and watched all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. But it did a really good job in explaining like who these two characters are in case you have literally never seen either of their movies. It explained who Jason was, it explained who Freddy was. And I'm sorry, like Freddy being pulled from the dream world into reality and then like going to the toe of Jason is like my favorite shit. They did like a WWE with like Freddy versus Jason. Like that shit was great. <laughs> I do have to say, Chris, you being a huge wrestling fan, if there are two people that could cut a promo, it well not <laughs> Freddy could cut a mean promo on wrestling. Freddy yes. would Jason doesn't have to cut a promo, man. He could be old school Undertaker. You get him like a Paul Bear or something. That is true. Get him a mouthpiece. Oh, wait. Do you remember back in the day where like Brock Lesnar didn't talk much? Like it was legit just Paul Heyman like all the time. Like, could you picture Paul Heyman talking for Jason? <laughs> in this quarter <laughs> that 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 would be better than most of the stuff that's on current wrestling. <laughs> No arguments here. Uh, that that movie was one big promo from Freddy Krueger. Even the even the stunt at the end where it's like I cut his head off, I won. And Freddy's like, ha, no, no. I'm still mad that there was no sequel to that. Like when I saw that, I was like, yeah, we're gonna get a second one. And then the next year happened. The next year and the next year. It's like what happened with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I really like that movie, even though I know a lot of people dislike it. And I was like, again, like, well, the way they ended it, we're so going to get a sequel. And I waited another year and another year and another year. Um, before the internet, you didn't know what was happening. You were just like, well, they ended it with a cliffhanger. That obviously means there's going to be another movie. Well, I so will say my mindset for that movie was, man, another year means Sean Connery has to be getting another year older <laughs> at some point. It's well, that was his last movie. He stopped acting after that. That's what I was saying. I'm kind of like, at some point, it's like, I think he might be too old to keep doing this shit. Like, what are you, you going to do? Um, no, that that that's very fair. We shouldn't have got. We should have got a follow up from both of those films. But I think Chris was going to say something. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I was just going to say that that was an easy follow up that they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> didn't go forward with but i love uh the scene where the teens are so terrified that they want to wake up jason to deal with freddie oh They're yeah like, that shit was great and then they make <laughs> belly roland give mouth to mouth to jason like <laughs> did you know that they didn't tell her that he was gonna like be spitting up water during that so like her reaction and her like utter disgust is completely authentic 
No, but, but that's I, awesome. I do, know that, but I, I do know one of the funniest things that comes from that movie is the I got your nose. Like that shit always me I'm telling you, if you guys get the DVD ever of Frey vs. Jason, listen to the commentary. It is hilarious. Like that's how I learned all of this shit. It's just funny. Robert England is on it, like talking about that shit. It's a it's it's just great. I just love the movie. Uh Chris, did you think of yours? I did. So it, I was torn between two because of the next segment as well. But I have the Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, which came out in 2018. Uh, heads up for everyone who hasn't seen this film. It's batshit crazy. And if you like the Puppet Master franchise, you'll love it. If you don't, you'll probably hate it. But uh, basically what happens is all the puppets, they get put up for auction and uh, some of them decide they're going to be Nazis, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that's the best way to put it. It is just so batshit and so out there. It's a uh, phenomenal watch if you're that kind of horror fan. It's weird and uh, not great, but definitely worth a watch. Fair enough. Uh, did you want to add another one in? Well, well, you you had one that was guilty pleasure. What is the uh, what is the final? Oh no 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 no! I mean, did you have another guilty pleasure? Because I, I I put two in. So I was just going around see if anybody else had another one they wanted to throw. In. Oh, I mean, just all of the Puppet Master series. I think it's like I think they're all ridiculous in their own right, and I'm happy to see that there is another film coming out um, by the same directing team soon. So I, I would throw just Puppet Master in general is kind of just a weird niche thing. All right. So for the last one, we got um, horror movies that you love that other people hate. Um, this one I thought was funny for me only because the one I'm picking is so outrageous. But when I tell you I love this movie... I'm going with, and I'm torn between this, uh, these two, but it's between The Bride of Chucky and The Seed of Chucky. Now, the reason why The Bride of Chucky made my list for movies that I love that I know other people hate, uh, what was her name? Was it Jennifer Tilly? Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Her voice is so annoyingly great. <laughs> that it made that movie so hard to listen to but when I did I was just like this is hilarious this movie is funny from top to bottom the idea of Chucky having a lover doll is like hilarious and they, they pulled it off really well Seed of Chucky was just like we're gonna get as stupid as we possibly can and like I understood it um, but The Bride of Chucky I will always fight for as one of the funniest horror movies that I've ever seen in my life. It was so good. Um, I personally didn't have any problems with this movie, uh, except for how annoying Miss Tilly became uh, towards the middle and end of that movie. Honest confession, I love uh, Jennifer Tilly. So, like, Bride of Chucky, she was, she was like the number one person I wanted to marry as a child. <laughs> She is beautiful, um, but I don't know if it was being tired of hearing her from um, Family Guy <laughs> as Bonnie, 
or um, as the bride of Chucky, but I will tell you, it grew on. Uh, it did not grow on me w- whatsoever. But I love those two movies. Um, I actually prefer Bride of Chucky over any other Chucky movie. Um, I think it's the best of the bunch. That's my opinion. I'm sticking with it. No one will ever change my mind. Um, yeah, I'll go to you next. What is a horror movie that you love that others hate? I mean, I don't know if like necessarily people like hate this movie or they just don't know that it exists just because I feel like I don't like necessarily pay attention to when people dislike movies that I like, especially if they like, again, there was, I know like, it's hard to think about, but there was a time before the internet where we just watched movies and, you know, you didn't know what other people's opinions were because you couldn't go online to go see that. Um, And there was a movie, I think it came out in like, I don't know when it actually came out, but it's called Lee. Legion, and it has Paul Bettany in it and he plays like an angel that's like fallen from grace and he's trying to help out humans because God has decided that all humans are terrible but instead of wiping them out with like say a flood he tries to wipe them out with these like horrific demon looking things and it had like a lot of jump scares a lot of like creepy uh creatures Doug Jones is in it which if you don't know who Doug Jones is you've probably seen a million movies with him because he's always in costume he played the zombie guy from Hocus Pocus he's been in uh, Pan's Labyrinth he's just been in like everything Um, he's like this weird creature with these like long legs and arms and it's still like is burned in my freaking memory but I loved that movie it had a lot of horror movie aspects a lot of creepiness there's still some scenes in that movie today that I can't watch because it's pretty scary to me so again I don't know if people like dislike Legion or they've just like never heard of it but I would say that that's probably like an underrated horror movie that I really like I'm with you on that 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 I I never really thought of that movie as like a horror uh vibe it, it is it is it is uh, you're, you're absolutely right i just never really thought of it like that but i will tell you it had one of the funniest scenes ever uh with that old lady cursing them out and, oh and yeah that's so like ball. that was such a turn it was like what <laughs> yeah i did not expect that and i remember seeing like a snippet of it in the trailer and i was like this movie's gonna be trash and then like i remember seeing it with my dad and i was like I like this movie. That's another movie that I wouldn't have been upset if they wanted to follow up um, yeah. with another movie. Um, Paul and Bettany. that also, I think, was like my first introduction to Paul Bettany. So when I saw him then in like the Marvel movies, I was like, oh, shit, look who it is. Um, besides that, I don't really think I've watched a whole lot with him in it. So I just saw him in Legion. I was like used to him being this like in legion he's like really freaking buff and then in you know the marvel universe he plays like kind of like the not timid but you know not hardened uh character that he does in legion yeah i i definitely did think paul bettany deserved more acting credits uh before marvel he's he's a really good actor there's a movie uh that he has coming out with the girl from um i'm so not i'm i'm not okay with this Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I saw that. It looked really good. Yeah, I, I'm like he can act, but no one ever wants to give poor Paul Bettany a chance. Um, he was yeah. in a really terrible movie, by the way, with uh, Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp. It was so bad. What uh, the tourist? 
Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I can't agree with that. I'm under the mindset that Angelina Jolie is never in anything I play. So I can't. Oh. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. It was the Taurus, by the way. That, um, that, that Tomb Raider 2, 2 film was pretty awful. Again, I will never speak bad on Angelina Jolie's name. Anyone that married Billy Bob Thornton and then kept uh, some of his blood in a necklace is someone I don't ever want to offend. So. She was wild back in the day. Like people, I think, just see her now as like the humanitarian who, you know, is a great mother and, um, you know, again, a great humanitarian. But she was crazy back in the day. Yeah, I'll tell you this. If one day her kids go to Google and just type her, <laughs> their mom's name, they're going to go, what the f- What did you do? Like, yeah, I was pretty crazy, kids. Like, you don't want to be like mom. I, I, she I, had her years, you know? We all need our crazy years. I mean, is, like, blood in a vial that crazy? Like, it's not that, but it's, like, her, like, showing up to, like, a war show saying that her and Billy just, like, banged in the limo on the ride over, and then her kissing her brother. Like, you know, that's, like, kind of crazy. I mean, I, mean, Tom, I don't Tom, have siblings Tom, to do that, but, you know. <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise is a Scientologist, and he threatened to eat a placenta on live tv oh well i mean listen what's what's the level of crazy that we're going for here (laughs) well Well, listen i don't i don't subscribe to like the tom cruise like fan base so (laughs) go ahead joanna i'm sorry no as crazy as we thought angelina jolie was brad pitt saw that and went i'm gonna make that my wife (laughs) well i mean not to get too graphic but the crazy one like remember what captain boomerang said in suicide squad you know what they say about the crazy ones he he saw that and he was just like we're gonna have a fun time (laughs) you picture brad pitt going to jennifer anderson going hey like can we keep each other's blood and necklaces and she's like ew gross and he's like yeah i i can't be with you anymore it was more about like you know i'm not gonna say on on uh on on air it's probably (laughs) i'm gonna go ahead and say it i think billy bob got walked over on whatever she was super into because billy bob thornton since then has just been old southern guy doing movies (laughs) (laughs) what she what she did in bed was so crazy that billy bob was like i'm a changed man but that's why like brad pitt left jennifer anson for her because she was like I like vanilla stuff only. And he's like, mm, I kind of want like crazy shit. And Angelina Jolie was like, I'm into crazy shit. And so, you know, it just happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I fully believe that uh, when they said that they fell in love filming Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like I believe that because I believe he saw all that crazy and was like, I can grow old with this. <laughs> but then he didn't. But then he didn't. All right. R.I.P. Brangelina. Then he said it was too much crazy. Like, goddamn. <laughs> like, yeah, now there's rumors he's getting back with Jennifer Anson. He's like, please take me back. It was too I crazy. Well, I, mean, I mean, to be fair, when you start collecting adopted kids like straight cats <laughs> as a hoarder, there might be a problem. You think that like she had an addiction? So she just she was just like, you know, I want all the children. Yeah. Brad's like, we can't keep taking them in. She's like, all the children. Yeah, I will say I was very offended, and we can move on. I'll move to you, Chris. I was very offended that when they stopped adopting, it was right around the time where I was like, I want to run away. 
I was like, God damn it, that would have been a perfect time. You wanted to get adopted by Angelina. Yeah, right, right into the arms of Angelina Jolie. And I was like, I could have given like an African accent if like she needed to be from like Africa or something. Oh, Jawan, no. I had the whole thing planned out. I was ready to be Jawan Jolie. Like, are you serious? Not even Pitt. I wouldn't even be Pitt. I take my mom's last name. Joan Pitt does sound kind of strange. I just right? I want to tell you that. Yeah, I'd be Joan Jolie, and I would embrace every ounce of my life. Are you serious? I would just walk everywhere and go, do you know who my mom is? Like, let me in. Like, are you serious? What are you doing? Oh, you'd be like that diva in, like, Hollywood? Like, uh, I think um, Magic Johnson's son is kind of like that, at least from what they like show sometimes he seems to be that type of person you'd be like that you'd be like do you know who i am yeah. oh no you'd be reese witherspoon getting pulled over by the cops do you know who i am yeah come on if my dad was magic johnson i'd pull that card every day um <laughs> <laughs> man, uh a movie that you love that society uh did not Dan? Well- yeah. He was deep in thought. <laughs> Before you said Chris, I thought I was like, "Oh, I have time." Uh, let's see, a movie. So I have two. One is Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and the second one is Sleepaway Camp. So, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I like because I saw that when I was very little, and. It, I thought it was just so silly. I thought, what's that? No, go ahead. Oh, sorry. So I thought it was just so silly, but there's one kill that I just absolutely love in that movie. It's the uh, when the clown shadow boxes. I don't know if you remember, but he his what is it? His shadow decapitates a man. And the head goes into the garbage can. And like that right there is worth the price of admission. <laughs> the other and then Sleepaway Camp. And it's your typical slasher movie. It's like a B slasher movie. But then at the end, it's just like one of the freakiest things that's burned into my brain. It's about a little girl at this, at this summer camp. And it turns out the little girl is a little boy. And you get full frontal with the look of just like, I, I don't know what's on this kid's face, but it is just nightmare fuel holding a decapitated head and it freeze frames on it and like kind of fades to black. I was like, holy shit, that is fucking wild. And right, like the, the whole movie is just kind of a setup for that. And nothing really crazy happens in Sleepaway Camp. But holy shit, that ending, that that ending, like it, it freaked me out for quite a while when I saw it. And you said this was clowns in space. Killer clowns from outer space. Uh, it's about killer clowns that are aliens that come to Earth and wrap people up in cotton candy pods and kind of feed off of them for energy. It's fucking wild, dude. It's so... <laughs> uh, but I love it. I like how cheesy it is. And there's some, there's a g- couple good kills in that movie. Um, there's a giant marionette clown at the end. 
it's almost like clownzilla i think they call it uh yeah it's really like now that i like say it out loud it's really weird and i don't know why it was made but i'm, I'm glad it was well i can tell you right now if um jason can go to space there is no limit <laughs> for what can come out of outer space or to outer space yeah, it, it's really it, it tries to take I think even like the tagline is like in space everyone could hear you scream or something stupid like that but it, it, it's taking the fear of aliens and the fear of clowns and just extrapolates it and to the nth degree but it's more slapsticky um Man, I, I'm trying to remember exactly like, any super cool kills, but like there's a clown that comes out of the toilet. There's just like, there's a, I think there's a special kind of clown dog. It's weird, man. You got to check it out. No, I definitely will. I, I love weird things from or going to outer space. I don't know why, but it, it always amuses me. Jason's Final Frontier, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris, what is something that you love but society hated? Well, I'm just glowing after that because I was talking about 80s satire with killer clowns from outer space last week. So, yeah, if you've made it this far and you didn't listen to this show, I, I also hate killer clowns outer space. I, I fucking love that movie. That is a great choice. I picked, uh, I picked one that's a little bit of a deep cut, which is Anguish from 1987. Um, and the reason I think people wouldn't like this film is they don't have the concentration involved to make this as scary as it could be. Uh, it's got Zelda Rubenstein, who is known from uh, being kind of the... She was in both of the Poltergeist, the first two, as the card reader um, or medium, I should say. Uh, but basically what happens is she convinces her son to go into theaters and start killing people. And what happens in the movie is you get transfixed because she's doing a hypnotic thing over top of the film. So they're watching a movie about people getting their eyes cut out as her son cuts people's eyes out in the movie mm. film. So if you're in the, the right state of mind, it's completely crazy. It's not for everyone. I think it's an absolutely amazing, amazing film but it's something that would be ruined by like having a cell phone nearby you. Uh, you have to let it build and it, it's great. And it's one that gets slept on. And uh, I, I don't want to say it's a bad film. I mean, I guess it has a 6.3 rating, but I feel like these people kind of missed the point of the movie to some extent. I, I would love to see, uh, see, they called this a movie. <laughs> shameless plug do a version of this and i would love to come on and talk about it with you cats that would be awesome uh English, it sounds super familiar well, as soon as you said it is it it's not in black and white is it no it's not it's in color it's okay. uh like i said it's it's zelda rubenstein's only big horror film outside of the poltergeist series so poltergeist one and two and she plays the overbearing mother who hypnotizes her child to commit these murders who happens to be like a 30 year old man it's a great film but it's it's kind of a, a big ask for it for some um chris 
I haven't gotten invited yet onto They Call This a Movie, so you have to step in line. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just giving you shit, Dan. <laughs> I, I give you plugs every week. I, I know. I listen. I'm listening to your, um, oh, God, what is it called? The one, the Spanish film. I started listening to that the other day as I was, like, driving. Pieces, yes. Yeah, pieces. No, you three guys have, like, a great freaking... Um, like time with each other it's one of those things where i feel like almost if you had like someone additional it would like almost like cut into your like chemistry it, um it's weird. it's weird that you say that because i fucking hate those guys <laughs> uh, we, no, we, we would love to have you guys on the more the merrier because we need someone to like actually keep us on track and or uh mark never someone else on I, I I love your little segment in the beginning where you talk about like what you watched and like Mark is always like YouTube videos because I feel like that's always like my relationship with Brittany. I'm like, let's do a top 10 on this show. And she's like, I don't ever watch anything. I only watch like YouTube videos. And I'm like, can you please like watch something so that we can like do a show? <laughs> I, 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 love the, I love the tagline for pieces was like not all chainsaw maskers happen in texas because it's like based in boston yeah <laughs> i so brought that weird. up in the 80s <laughs> last week as we, well we will we will work on getting you guys on we will do that it's it's gonna happen awesome i'll um, hold you to it <laughs> yeah, call, call me out on my bullshit <laughs> and um and Dan and Tia, it might be a little harder for you, Chris, because you're too far. But um since AMC is uh given the ability to rent out a theater, me and Joelle are looking to do that. Um we're we're thinking we haven't seen neither one of us have seen Tenet. Um so we're thinking if we can maybe catch it before it exits theaters, um you have the ability to rent it out to like for whatever time slot you select, like it's closed to everybody else except for your party. Um, and me and Joel are looking to do that like sometime soon, preferably before all the good stuff is out of the theaters and we have to wait until like mid 2021 to enjoy movies again. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, to, to me, it's, it's one of those things where it's like listening to your podcast is one of the delights. Only issue is, it took me a while to get back into you guys after the, I believe it was the Justice League slander. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, there were a lot of curse words I threw at you guys listening. listening uh, that, that's very true, Dan. I told Joan, I was like, you should listen to their Justice League one. I'm like, they make some really good points. And he was like, no, no, no. And I was like, no, I feel like they're kind of like defending. Like, it's in my opinion, I thought you were like almost defending the whole Batman thing because it was like, you made good points like of how they didn't give him like, you know, what Batman should have been given that. And I was like, that's a good point. I was like, they're making points. And Joanne's like, I'm not listening to this shit. <laughs> Understandable. I mark really defended it and then i kind of gave him shit for defending it so again i hate those guys it's, it's, it's... <laughs> don't don't feel bad i i, I piss off jawan and joel like constantly with my <laughs> my batman <laughs> we're really do. side here we're just ganging up on jawan it seems like 
Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, Jawan sits there going, I can't believe that they would give us another Batman without giving Ben Affleck his due diligence. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I, I will say this. I will say this. Letting you guys know what I love has been one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made. <laughs> um, whether it's Kanan on, on a weekly basis reminding me of whether it's my Patriots losing or whether it's just any little thing, Kanan is on it. And then, like, I always say to myself, man, if I hit send on this tweet, there's going to be somebody that responds to it that infuriates me to levels that I can't even comprehend. Um, but no, overall, I love you guys' podcast, all of you guys' podcast. Um, you guys do really, really, really good work. Uh, Chris, skate the throats. Skate the throats. I'm telling you, man, you get me in the hockey. Slowly but surely, you get me in the hockey, man. Yeah, we're in the offseason, so we're only talking about rivalries and fights and uh, offseason signings. So we're getting back into uh, digging into the 1970s. You guys want to see bloodbaths? 1970s is where it's at. We'll be talking about that, so check out at Skates the Throats. My other, uh, if you're a wrestling fan, which I think there's a horror wrestling crossover. I mean, Undertaker, Sting, <laughs> am I right? Uh, <laughs> check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance. We got shows up, tons of shows up, and there should be two new uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance shows up this week and uh, a new Skates the Throats episode. So, yeah. Make sure you guys check those out immediately. Tia, you just did a top 10 this past Sunday, correct? We had a lot of fun. We did the top 10 Halloween songs. The thing about, so it's funny about the horror movie thing. Like my Halloween viewing always gets a little bit more lighthearted, like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, and a lot of those movies have songs in it. So we decided to do a top 10 Halloween songs and it was a lot of fun. Tia, I remember specifically asking you to make sure Freddy Krueger's song was in there. Was it in there, Tia? It was one of the honorable mentions. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Halloween songs better than Freddy Krueger's? Well, because, you know, I wanted, like, actual, like, song songs. Like, you know, so I did a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas. I had a few on the Rocky Hour Picture Show, the Adams Family theme song. So... You know, um, and then I put like a Rob Zombie song in there, Living Dead Girl, I, I like randomly out of nowhere. <laughs> so, so Tia, the real question is, have you ever been to a Rocky Horror Picture Show live? No, I really want to do that. Um, it's funny that you say that. I keep hearing about it. And now that like coronavirus happened and things are shut down, um, you know, obviously that's not happening, but I would love to. Like, I think that would be so cool. I love that freaking movie. And I was telling Brittany that if you're a fan of that movie, it's the type of like movie that you want other people to watch because as soon as Brittany told me she never saw it, I was like, sit your ass down. We're watching it now. And that's how I was introduced back in like high school. A friend of mine was like, you've never seen it. Sit your ass down. We're watching it now. <laughs> So I feel like I have to make my way up to New York and take you to to one of the good ones at some point. Please do. Um, that would be amazing. Like I'm totally ready to get into that. I was such I'm like such a freak when it comes to that movie. <laughs> seeing it seeing it live is a different experience. It's really great. I used to do the one at Peachtree Corners, which is uh, it, it, for you Atlanta fans outside. That's in Norcross uh, near the porn shop. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I mean, in general, like I'm a huge fan of musicals and Broadway. Like I've been to a lot of Broadway shows and live musicals and even like drag queen shows. And so just seeing things live is always such a better experience. Well, if they ask you if you're a virgin, raise your hand. (laughs) For for all of the fun to ensue. It's great. Definitely. (laughs) If we don't get together, definitely go see it live by yourself. I'm definitely going to. <laughs> and make sure you guys check out our latest episode of Geek Vibes Live. Find out why me and Tia will be hired by Lionsgate to usher in the new era of John Wick, which we call Grandma Wick, um, starring uh, Helen Mirren. Uh, make sure you check out the movie that me and Tia pitched for them. Um, it's hilarious. It's a really good episode. Also, me and AJ argue and i try my best not to come through the phone and strangle aj um so make sure you check that out um but um yeah make sure you guys check out all of our episodes um a lot of good content here man i don't want to hear about what like it upsets me when, when i go through twitter and people are like what are good podcasts out there and i'm just like I have 30 for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like give me a second i have 30 podcasts to send you um, but we do all, we all do a really good job of providing great content. So make sure you guys look out for that. Make sure you guys look out for our finale episode of, um, horror movies that we're breaking down is next week. Cause after next week is pretty much the end of October. Um, but don't worry, we will be creating all new an all new show. We'll maybe we just break down regular movies or we have our anime debate. That episode is coming. Uh, there has to be like a genre of thanksgiving movies that we can do just watch some thanksgiving movies i don't know i feel like it's the forgotten holiday and it has the best food so that's debatable i've eaten a lot of better food on christmas than i have thanksgiving i don't know if that's if that's calling somebody out like (laughs) that's made thanksgiving but um i don't know i've had better christmas meals I don't know. I, gotta I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, we uh, could talk about that at another point, but I just think like for Thanksgiving, you have like mashed potatoes and stuffing and all that good stuff. And for like Christmas, it's like, here's just a ham. I, I feel like you guys are <laughs> sleeping. I feel like you're sleeping on Thanksgiving. That's that's what I What's think. What's that? <laughs> Thanksgiving? What? <laughs> Thanksgiving. Exactly. Well, Is that a movie? Do I need to check that out? It doesn't involve a killer turkey. <laughs> it does involve a killer turkey, so we should definitely get together and do a white party or something. Yes. It's great. Right. There you go, Juan. Maybe next week isn't our finale. Maybe whenever we watch Things Killing, that'll be our finale episode. Um, but stay tuned and listeners, let us know what you want us to pot about. You know, I talk about regular movies. Uh, you guys want us to do one for comedies? Like we can get really deep into that. I said anime before, action movies. Uh, we got a lot we can dig into. Um, we can also talk to Dan about how much he loves Jared Leto's Joker. There's a lot we can get into, guys. So, um, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> let us know. Make yourselves heard. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And Chris, Tia, Dan, thank you three so much for joining me on this all-new episode. This was a blast. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for Good night, guys. Good night.